This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Talk a little Steeler football right now as we're joined by Charlie Batch, former quarterback analyst on the Steelers radio network as camps are opening across the National Football League. Charlie's joined us before. Hey, Charlie, welcome aboard again. Taz of the Moose with you. We appreciate the time this morning. Charlie, what's up, man? Not a problem. How you doing, man? Not a problem. Doing well. How's everything? Good, Everything's man. Good. good, Charlie. Everything's doing well. Summer's going well. I can't believe football's already here, but uh, now it's going to go steamroll into the start of the regular season. And I, I guess the biggest question in the room is this, Charlie, is you know how different is it going to be now with Belichick, and he wasn't there a year ago, with Brown or Raider, how different is this Steeler team and the vibe around this Steeler team going into this camp? Yeah, I think it's a lot different just because of the fact that the players don't have to answer those questions anymore. The Le'Veon Bells, of course, A.B. was in training camp last year and things didn't work out that way. But just the, you see the calmness uh, coming out of the offseason program. The guys are a lot more wired in. And I think the focus around here is, you know, why did they miss the playoffs? How come this team is talented as they are? miss the playoffs, and they want to right that ship. So they're just trying to get back on the right course. Yeah, and, and I got a feeling they're going to. I mean, uh, because they, they don't have those distractions. Even those two guys were amazing players. But to your point, Charlie, you know, it was a distraction for the locker for sure. So let me ask you, um, you know, as far as like the uh, uh, as Ben Roethlisberger and at his age and all his greatness that he has, I mean, uh, as best as you could break it down as, as a quarterback, I mean, how much left in the tank, just to be blunt, for Ben, I mean, uh, do you think he'll come off a little bit more, feel more relaxed this season? Or do you think that it'll be like, oh, my God, that's kind of a gun in my head type thing? Yeah, I think he'll come out more relaxed. I mean, he he had a solid season individually. But, of course, whenever you don't make the playoff, all, all of those things are wiped, wiped off. And I think with him being so far removed from getting back to the Super Bowl because he experienced three of those at a very young age, and, of course, that last one stings that that Super Bowl forty five loss to Green Bay – he wants to get back to that platform, and he right. wants to get back to the show because, you know, when you're now, this is all going into nine years of him not being there and having to watch everybody else, specifically Tom Brady, and having to go through him, it's just tough and it's frustrating, and that's all he's focused on at this point. So I know when you ask that question as far as how much does he have left, I think he definitely has two to three good years left. Okay. You know, and, and, and that's uh, that's fair. What about, um, you know, you look at this receiving core here without Antonio Brown. We know how good Juju Smith-Schuster was a year ago. with And, and a, listen, he's a fantastic young receiver. But now doing it as being the guy, Charlie, any concern there? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely a concern because he hasn't done that. And like you said, he had two phenomenal years starting off his NFL career, but he had Antonio Brown opposite him. So, you know, can he live up to that pressure of being that number one receiver? That question remains to be seen. That will be answered as the regular season goes on. But I think more importantly, who's on the other side? Who can now compliment Juju? And a lot of the eyes are, and everybody watching, James Washington. This was a second-round pick out of Oklahoma State a year, uh, two year, a year ago. He, as he entered into his second season, had a disappointing rookie year just because everybody was comparing him to Juju in his rookie year and how the numbers looked 
comparable. So people were down on him last year, but of course Ben kept trying to go back and get him involved in the offense, and he picked it up as the year went on. So I think this is something that everybody will be paying attention to to see how can, number one, James Watson stay healthy, and can he now produce as camp continues on. Well, Charlie, if we stick with the guy's name, James, I mean, and a similarity to where Juju has the opportunity to be the true number one in the Steel City, that Brown is gone. James Conner, uh, as far as running the ball, without Lev Bell, I mean, you know, we saw James Conner kind of do a pretty good job last year this past season. Uh, what's your thoughts on James Conner? Break him down for us. If, uh, from a quarterback perspective, having a running back like Conner, uh, how does that loosen things up or help Ben or, or you know, or said quarterback with Conner behind him? Yeah, I think this is something for him now. He doesn't really have to look, have this shadow over top of him because for the past two years, he's entered training camp without Le'Veon Bell. Of course, the first year Le'Veon came back. But the one thing that he has never really had a chance to just study right. Le'Veon Bell outside of film. So he doesn't know kind of those intricacies of Le'Veon's game that now can help him. So he's just trying to build himself. And you can see just looking at the pictures and the way that he just shaped his body this is a guy who wants to get to work. He wants to prove that he can stay healthy because he missed quite a few games as the regular season went on. He could have easily went over 1,000 yards last year. That didn't happen. He did have a Pro Bowl uh, nomination under his belt, but for him, he wants to prove that he can carry this offense and be that 16-game schedule and, of course, heading into the playoffs and being that back. And I think the one caveat to that is I know James Conner is now looking and saying, hmm, this could potentially be a contract year for him, so you know he's going to be focused. You know, what about the head coach in, in, in Tomlin here? Now, without Bell, without Brown, um, you know, part of that offense, certainly he, he has faced some criticism of, of, of on a number of different levels here, or some justified, some unjustified here, Charlie. What about Tomlin going into this year with this group? Yeah, and, and I know he has some, a lot of criticism, fair or unfair, and I think that's something to where – you know, he's been around long enough that he's able to go in there and really, you know, write the ship. And he, I mean, from a leadership perspective, this is a guy who knows how to command the room and he can get his message across clear and concise. So I think where you see with Mike Tomlin, I think if they, I think probably behind the scenes right now, they're probably working on a contract extension. So you probably see that announced here. And I think this is something that for him, again, he's nine years removed. He's had Ben Roethlisberger his entire career. So I think this is something for both of those guys. They want to go out here and prove that they can get things on the on uh, on the right path. And specifically for Mike Tomlin as a defensive coach, he has to get that defense together because last year they were exposed. They lost a lot in the passing game. And, of course, a lot of that came with the loss of Ryan Shazier. They made a move in the draft, made a position to, to get Dave, Devin Bush from Michigan. So they really expect him to be in that lineup, and hopefully he can kind of pick up the pieces that Ryan Shazier has left off. And if you can do that, you will see that pass defense get a lot better. You're listening to uh, Taz and Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Our special guest right now is Charlie Batch, former quarterback, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers analyst on the Steelers radio network. Charlie, let me ask you, it's kind of a unique situation where I don't think it's ever happened where in the AFC North, uh, where the team that everybody's buzzing about, the Cleveland Browns, I mean, I would think – you know, the Steeler, the Steeler Nation, the Pittsburgh Steeler players, the coaches, the organization, even yourself as a former Steeler, there's got to be some motivation there, right? You know, that's, that's not it's, normal, man. It's been a long time, and I've been part of this organization now 17 years, and it, there has been never been buzz like this, with the exception of maybe 2002, and that was the playoff game that um, that we actually played uh, Cleveland in Hines Field, mm-hmm. and that game uh, took us down to the wire, and we were ultimately able to win that. 
but I think this is something that's exciting because, of course, over the years it's always been the Ravens and Steelers and maybe the Bengals. But now to see Cleveland in the mix, and rightfully so, they made a right and enough pieces to to get everybody excited about what's going on up there in Cleveland. But of course, they have to go through the Steelers. That hasn't always been easy. Ben has owned this division, specifically Cleveland. So I think there's a reason why the NFL scheduled this game in November, and they play each other two times in three weeks. So they want to make sure, okay, if Cleveland is who they think they are, you know, let's see if they're serious, and maybe that will be a divisional game that everybody has circled in the middle of the season. You know, Charlie, you know, Taz and I, and there are a lot of people that are on that Brown bandwagon, right? I mean, not championship good, but, you know, believe in the talent level that they have. From the outside looking at, you know, the personalities, and they've got distinct ones, Odell and and Baker Mayfield and Landry um, and the personality of Kitchens and head coach, do you think – do you think that group, do you think when you look at that situation, Charlie, do you think that works for Cleveland? I think it works for, for Cleveland, but I think when you look at it, you say you're right, that group, when you talk about the receiver position, yes, they are solid, but you have to have a guy who's going to be able to get them the ball, and that starts with Baker Mayfield. Who came off last year, that was something for him. You know, People expected maybe him to play, but not as good as what he played. And just watching him from afar and to see the, the confidence level that he has, and I really had a chance to really just wire in and focus in that Week 17 game when we needed the Browns to to win against the Ravens, and ultimately that would have sent the Steelers to the playoffs. That was something to watch him go and play that game. You're like, wow, this guy's actually pretty good. And I think that's just something, and that's where I think it justifies the reason for Cleveland to make the move the way that they did to jump up to number one. I mean, and really not jump up to number one, but take Baker Mayfield. Um, in the position that they did, which surprised everybody, and ultimately is making Cleveland out to be uh, a solid pick. You know, Charlie, we all love watching uh, watching Devin Bush play linebacker uh, for Michigan during uh, during his days on the college campus. Now the Steelers trade up in the first round to get him, and and you mentioned the loss to Shazier of what he was at that linebacker spot and the speed and the intensity, athleticism that he had, and his uh, remarkable recovery does continue. Uh, for the Steelers now, though, what are the what are the expectations here for Bush year one? And they obviously targeted a guy that, and I thought when they traded up, I thought that was the guy they were targeting because I think he fits that offense and gives them something that they haven't had, which is some speed at the linebacker spot since they lost his year. Absolutely, and I agree with you 100%. And I think if the expectations around Pittsburgh, people are like, okay, this guy has to be legit. Why? Because this is the highest defensive player that they selected since Rod Woodson in 1987. So, this is something that we're you're importing him into that defense. They know the loss that they had. They know the weaknesses there. They try to use multiple guys at the position. It didn't work. So Devin Bush, the speed, the quickness that he that he showed throughout the OTAs has been remarkable. Now, can he put it all together, lead the defense, be able to step into that defense, and be able to spit out the defensive calls and lead the defensive charge? That remains to be unseen. But I truly expect him to get all of the first team snaps from the first minute that they report to training camp tomorrow and for first practice on Friday. Charlie, what's the what's the expectations here for the Steelers this season? Well, of course, it's always with, to win the Super Bowl around here. You know, not a lot of people outside of uh, Steelers Nation expects that to happen, but I think a lot of it depends on some of those question marks that you can. Can Devin, Devin Bush line up in the middle? Can James Washington opposite um, Juju Smith-Schuster be able to succeed that way? But can the special teams get in order? This is a, this is a group that has been almost dead bottom of the last uh, rankings over the last couple of years. Let's see if they can get that together. And if they can, yeah, you can make a complete football team. But there's, of course, like any other team, they can't have any other major injuries. 
um, on, along, among this team. And if they do, I think this is an 11-win season and they can make some noise in the playoffs once they get it. But they have to get those home games. That's why winning that division is critical for this team. We're talking to Charlie Batch, longtime NFL quarterback, Steeler, um, uh, part of the uh, analysts on the Steelers radio network. Charlie, his camps are opening. Um, you know, you being a former player, my partner here played Division Two, also wrestled for a number of years. Now, training camp's opening up, right? Were you a fan of training camps? Mm. What was for uh, obviously rookies and veterans completely different, but as you got into the rhythm of training camps, were you a fan of training camps or did you detest training camps? <laughs> well, I detested it, but just because of the fact that those were the dog days, double practice, double days, two of days, practice. man, two a days. Yeah, <laughs> you're talking about two a days and grinding and those type of things. And of hitting. course, and, and, and guys were hitting, <laughs> hitting. You know, we were doing nine on seven at nine in the morning. You know, guys were like, what is this? Dude, no real <laughs> Oklahoma drills, bull in the ring, yeah. like you know, you yeah. know what I'm saying, all that. That's <laughs> it. So of course, when I got to you know, my last two years and the way that the new whole the CBA agreement is and all, walk through in the morning and a practice in the afternoon and i'm like wow I, I wish this happened a lot sooner i could i could have prolonged my career i got 15 years maybe i could have prolonged that where you see the drew breezes and the tom brady's at 18 and 20 years so i think this is different this is a different group right now because it's not like the dog days of practice a lot of teams actually are no longer going away for training camp and opening up practices so i think this is something for the steelers is always part of tradition they've been in latrobe at st vincent's college for over 50 years and when you look at the way the practices are, I don't, I don't see them as tired anymore. Mm. They get a, they get to regroup in the morning, they refresh, and then at that point they're going out there for practicing once a day. So I think this group has it a little bit easier, but the goal is to make sure that these guys are fresh heading into the regular season. And regardless of what training camp looks like and unfolds for anybody's eyes, it's a, just, it's a matter of getting through training camp healthy and making sure that you can get off to a fast start and making sure that you have a successful, successful year. Charlie, I'm curious, so a guy that achieved so much at your level, uh, at the elite level of the NFL, I didn't have that. I just played, you know, small D2 ball. But but I, I speaking on camp one more second, though, I want to see what guys like you think. Like, I still this time of year, and I'm 51 years old, but this time of year when I smell the grass, if I'm going by natural grass, it reminds me of going to football camp. And so, right. same deal. You get what I'm saying, right? I'm assuming same yep. deal? Yeah. Absolutely. And that's something that when you look back and just, you know, you hear those lawnmowers going, that's you right. hear the sprinkler <laughs> systems out there, you're just like, oh, my goodness. That's it. And it just seems like when you wake up, you're like, wow, it may not be as hot as hot today because you see the clouds kind of right. hovering over. And now all of a sudden, when it's time to go out to practice, the sun burns up, burns up the rest of that uh, yep. moisture off, and it's just like, oh my goodness, it's so hot but out here. You're wearing full gear, so, you know, and I was a lineman, so I, was, I wasn't, I was you know, I mean, I, the running backs and the receivers and the quarterbacks, I was jealous of you guys. But, <laughs> but you know, the linemen, you know, we were heavier, so it was a little rough. But no, you're you right. Do, the heat. And when, <laughs> yeah, well, I think when you have those, you, when you have those, uh, those situations there and the mindset kind of kicks in, the difference between, you know, the caveat, the caveat between the Steelers camp and maybe other places, and it's hard for me to compare because I was only in Detroit for four years. But when you have 10,000 fans out there watching you practice, that's true. Maybe the only glimpse of guys, glimpse that they have of you throughout the entire year, mm. and you have to put on a performance for those guys because you don't want those guys to walk out and say, He had a terrible practice right, today, right, right. and that's the last stop that they leave. So those are the guys that kind of keep you motivated that's a good point. when you don't feel like being out there on that field because you know those fans are they're going to they're going to cheer for you and they'll let you know if they're not happy about practice. You know, Charlie, you're a great guy to ask this because I, we know the practice schedule has changed, but we know the conversation has been about 18 games, maybe only having two preseason games here. When did you think, you know, being it with Detroit and the Steelers for all those years, 
When did you think the team was ready? Like, were, is two preseason games enough? I mean, when do you think the team is ready to go? Yeah, I think everybody's kind of comparing it differently. You know, when you talk to the older guys, they'll say, yeah, well, we had training camp for six weeks. So they were able to get in this shape. You know, can now when you look and see a lot of those guys, especially the 53rd through the 90th guy, they need every rep that they could possibly get. They need that fourth preseason game yeah. to prove that they can go out here and bump maybe a veteran off that roster. So it just, it just depends on who you ask on what do, you, do they think it's important for that. But I think as a, as a former player, former executive committee member, and part of that negotiations in the last uh, this collective bargaining agreement, it's, uh, 18 games isn't going to happen. And I think this is something that is from a player's perspective. The players don't want it. Yeah, it's easy to say, yeah, we'll just throw more money and the players are able to accept it. But then you start talking about benefits. Are you going to start now lowering the minimum requirements for you to become vested? I don't think those things are going to happen. So that kind of plays a part of it. If it's not going to happen, guess what? We continue with the 16-game mark. And then the four preseason games, and you let it play as is. And your first uh, training camp as a rookie, Charlie, did you have a rookie talent show or no? We I did, we did have a rookie talent show, but it was different because they didn't necessarily have one big day, kind of like they do with the Steelers. They actually did it this, uh, individual days for position groups. Now, what did you have, I, for what did you do for your rookie talent show? Well, it was just me. I was the only quarterback. I tried to dance a little bit, tried to sing. I got the veterans involved. <laughs> and I could do neither. Yeah. I could do neither. I would just say, you want to know what? If I make a fool of myself, you want to guess what? I'll just, this is my chance. They'll laugh at me. It'll be a great story. And that was probably the the, the longest two minutes of my life. Oh, there you mm-hmm. go. Hey, Charlie, we appreciate the time. Uh, we really do. Always great catching up and chat with you and talk a little Steeler football. Enjoy the start of camp, and we'll chat again soon. Take care, Charles. All right, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.